0: Welcome to the End Times Podcast. Hi, my name is Dr. Stephen Finney, and I will be your host. We hope that you enjoy our podcast today. We're in the process of unfolding or extracting eschatology from the Old Testament. But first, let's take a look at our overview. First of all, upgrading the plan of defense is often necessary. As we read the book of Nehemiah, we discover that on several occasions. They may be immovable in their leadership style, but they need to be very movable when it comes to God adjusting the plans. Also, we'll talk about God always makes use of existing authority, and that he does. We'll review the human norm. Most are annoyed by immovable authority figures, particularly in our culture today. We also need to talk about waiting on God's response is the golden key. Not just in our culture today, but even back through the ages, when people ask for something, they expect you to respond immediately and fulfill their every desire. Well, there's a special place in God's heart for those who wait upon the Lord. Finally, we're going to talk about God honors a godly man's plan, if directed by the Lord. Let's review our scripture for today. We're teaching out of Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 15 through 23. When our enemies heard that it was known to us, and that God had frustrated their plan, then all of us returned to the wall, each one to his work. From that day on, half of my servants carried on the work while half of them held the spears, the shield, the bows, and the breastplates. And the captains were behind the whole house of Judah. Those who were rebuilding the wall and those who carried burdens took their load with one hand doing the work and the other holding a weapon. As for the builders... Each one wore his sword girded at his side as he built, while the trumpeter stood near me. I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, The work is great and extensive, and we are separated on the wall far from one another. At whatever place you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. So we carried on the work, with half of them holding spears from dawn until the stars appeared. At the time I also said to the people, Let each man with his servants spend the night within Jerusalem, so that they may be a guard for us by night and a laborer by day. So neither I, my brothers, my servants, nor the men of the guard who followed me None of us removed our clothes. Each took his weapon even to the water. Our passage reveals a God-sized doctrine. God had frustrated their plan. Then all of us returned to the wall, each to his work. Well, obviously it was not the efforts of the Jewish workers that intimidated the enemy. It was God alone who supernaturally frustrated the minds of the enemy, causing them to retreat, much like the story of God hardening the heart of Pharaoh. A simple doctrine. God controls the minds of men. He drops the guard one day and fortifies it on the next. It is the leadership method that ultimately frustrates those who come against God's plan. When the enemy believes that they have the upper hand, they tend to relax their defenses. Elusively letting the enemy think they have the upper hand is the moment to advance. Let's take a look at Nehemiah upgrades his plan. Our story with Nehemiah takes a shift. In starting the rebuilding, he divided the men of Jerusalem into two groups. The one group held a sword and the other a brick in each hand. Now Nehemiah upgrades his plan, stating, As for the builders, each wore his sword girded at his side as he built, while the trumpeter stood near to me. Quality leaders are always ready to adjust their plans to advance the work. Since Nehemiah's workers were far from one another, the trumpet was used to unite the workers in one single location, meaning war was upon them. Not only was this a solid plan, but it is also the same method God uses in Revelation's book, which is the eternal symbol of God will fight for us. Nehemiah had confidence because God promised to fight for them, by making use of all of the tools, skills, and leadership reinforcements that Nehemiah put in place. Now let's look at God uses existing authority. One of Solomon's Proverbs reveals God's method of controlling existing authorities. It says this, The king's heart is like channels of water in the hand of the Lord. The Hebrew word for channels is pathway or ditches. The English expression of the original text is like irrigation canals carrying the water or directing the water by Jehovah's hand. Meaning every authority that exists, past, present, future, are irrigation ditches to direct God's plan toward his conclusive results. This applies to a Pharaoh or a Nehemiah. Both are used to accomplish God's eschatological plans. We should find great comfort in this immovable doctrine. The bottom line is, God is not intimidated by ruthless leaders, nor does he change his plan for godly leaders, because all authorities are in the hand of God. He literally causes it to be bent wherever he determines most beneficial for his eternal timeline. That's the facts. Reviewing Annoyed by Immovable Authorities, The story of Nehemiah perfectly illustrates the truth revealed in Proverbs 21.1. Nehemiah worked directly under a man who just happened to be the king of Persia. I have studied monarchy systems most of my adult life. One common factor stands out in my research. Kings are not easily moved. Few change their plans. Even though Nehemiah was influential, he dared not appeal to his heart's desire until the king asked him of it. In this, Nehemiah watched God channel the heart of his king to flow in the direction of the mission God put within Nehemiah. With unwavering respect and honor to this ungodly worldly king, God without question put the king in the palm of Nehemiah's hand. The doctrine of Proverbs 21.1 was actively demonstrated for Nehemiah and us, and this short dialogue between Nehemiah and his king, it's amazing. Do you have difficult time having respect for your boss, pastor, or political leaders? And worse yet, you're required to submit to them? Well, don't get your feathers in a fluff. If, and I mean if, you believe the scriptures we teach today You should believe that God can and will use them to channel the flow of his will into your hands by him using this ruthless leader. I have seen this many times throughout history. I became friends with the king. In the end, we called each other best friends. It all started with a professional relationship I had with the president of the country. To enact a plan... I offered for his country, I implored the president to introduce me to the supervising king of the 13 kingdoms within his country. While seeing how the plan would benefit his reputation and leadership, he honored my request. Over the next several years, I learned to appeal to this king by using monarchy protocol. Within a short period, The king requested I join his royal chambers as a personal advisor, which I did. Within a month he commissioned me as a member of the royal family household. Shortly after this commissioning, I was assigned as the ambassador between the United States and the Thirteen Kingdom. I carry this status to this day. The faith-based plan imparted to me by God is now actively developing and growing in this country. I say this to offer up an up-to-date example that this God-sized doctrine continues to work. I certainly am one that experientially knows that God does not adjust his doctrines for modern time. Each remains immovable and congruent. Let's talk about waiting is the golden key. We already know what happened after Nehemiah prayed to the Lord. Not much. At least not right away. If you understand the Hebrew calendar, God did not deliver the king's heart into Nehemiah's hands for four long months. That's a lot of waiting. Most of us have that waiting experience every day of our lives. We must remember, when we request things before God, we are praying into an eternal timeline, a sovereign plan. As God sees fit to release his answer into humanity's timeline, he does. Not one second short or beyond his eternal timeline. So we wait. Sometimes, as in my case, for years, the key, however, is remaining active and progressive in the purposed plans given to us by God. That is, unless He tells you to do nothing. A prayer warrior quickly learns the patience of waiting while working. I've been involved in international affairs for more years than I want to admit. I can tell you this Nehemiah is my number one Old Testament hero and example of providing a method of honoring kings, queens, presidents, dignitaries. And I have been blessed with many stories that sustain Nehemiah's vision casting in me. I internally appreciate Nehemiah's honesty, integrity, and strategic methods. I use them daily. Anyone who knows me well knows my relentless focus on the importance of honoring all governing authorities. I've God to thank for that, mainly through the story he gave us through Nehemiah. In my mind, I respectfully disregard the attitudes and reactions of governing authorities. A simple fact. If God doesn't need their plans to advance him, Their plans will remain dead in the water. None will be channeled into the eternal timeline. In the meantime, I will do what I do best. Honor them, their position, and the doctrine of all those in authority are in the hands of the living God. Let's review our primary principles in our study. First one is Upgrade. Do not be afraid to change your plans if God so directs. Plain and simple. Number two. Use of authority. God uses all authority to accomplish his plans. Could you please underline all? There are no plans that any leader has out there, wicked or righteous, that God is not in full control of. Number three immovable authorities. Remember, it's a quality, not necessarily a weakness. And if they seem to be a leader that cannot be broken or bent, leave that in God's hands. Number four, wait. All eternal prayer requests come in God's timeline, not ours. Thank you for joining us on the End Times Podcast. Until next time.